Hey everybody, this is Yvette from Yvette Fisser Coaching and welcome to my podcast. So today I'm just going to tell you a little bit about who I am and where I come from and why am I doing this. So um, for those of you who don't know me, I am Yvette and I am a mom of two amazing, amazing kids and don't get me wrong, they do get on my nerves a lot of the times and they do fight with each other. But what I wanted to say is that if you have if you want to have honorable kids and to for people to basically give you compliments on your kids all the times it's what you invest in them it's the time you invest in them it's the things that you teach them it's the way you act around them and the example that you set with your partner your husband and that is what makes your kids to follow in your footsteps and to show up and become the best versions of themselves so I always get a lot of compliments on my kids saying people saying that George I've got the the most amazing kids and they are so nice to each other and my daughter is five and my son is two and she's like a little mother to him where she always takes care of him and comes up for him and things like that and it's so amazing how people actually see it and I always get amazing compliments even though it doesn't feel like that at home don't get me wrong at home it feels like they're these little terrorists that's always terrorizing me and making me angry but hey that's life and that's normal and then I just wanted to say I've got the most amazing husband I've married my best friend and the way we met each other is actually quite an amazing story so it started out in 2010 where his sister invited me to um, have like a coffee with them and obviously there was like these little um, plans that they had to introduce me to him and um, but I'm so grateful because since since we met each other we just headed off I got out of a four-year bad relationship and I just said to him you know what I don't want to be in a relationship just yet so just give me some time and he's like oh no um, I get it, I understand, but in the background, in, in his mind, he was like, yes, I'm so glad you left that relationship. Um, in any case, so he took me on amazing dates to amazing places, and he really, he made an effort that I never had in my, my relationship before that. So I was so, so grateful for him, and then after two months, he couldn't like wait anymore he's like okay so now what are you now my girlfriend so I was like yeah okay yes let's do this and um, we dated for a year we were engaged for a year and then we got married we had an amazing wedding um, exactly what we wanted yeah weddings are always like there's always something that goes wrong or people fighting with each other but that was such an amazing experience that day for me and um, yeah we went on an amazing honeymoon and we are now married seven years this year so in September it will be seven years and um, yeah there's some days that I feel like I want to kill him <laughs> but not divorce I will never divorce him that's one promise I made to myself before I got married is that if I get married I only get married once because whoever suffers the most is the kids if you ever get divorced and I don't want to do that to my kids um, I was a I was um, as a child my parents got divorced and I was basically a victim of their divorce and things that happened in our lives and then we had to be introduced to another person into our lives which was my dad oh he's such an amazing person um, but I'll get to his story just now and um, yeah it's not nice to be in a family where your parents have got divorced and um, your father basically wrote you off and for me it was a difficult thing to accept and still today I have forgiven him but it's difficult to 
now that I've got my own kids, to think that somebody would write off their kids. I will never be able to do that to my children, to just write them off and just let them go. So, um, but I'm not dissing my, my real father, he, uh, my blood father. He is, he made decisions that was probably at that time the most um, easiest thing for him to do, to not have any difficulties. Um, so I don't know really what happened. I was a child. So yeah, in any case. So then my um, stepfather came into our lives, which was our dad. And I, I, I've known him. I knew him since um, I think I was about four or five years old. And he became our dad. He became our um, rock. He became the person that took on the father role in our lives. And he made a promise to my grandfather that he will take care of us and put us through school, put us through university. And he did it. He did it. He kept his promise and he was always there for us. But um, tragedy happened last year in April on the 28th. So it's almost one year anniversary today where he passed away. And um, it was sudden. He had an um, aneurysm, aortic rupture. And there's nothing you can do for it. If somebody has an aneurysm and it bursts, they basically bleed out on the inside. And they, they, there was nothing that they could do for him. Uh, for those of you that know me, you know that the most important thing in my life is that I'm a servant of God. I serve God first above everything else because at the end of the day, we come into this world with nothing and we leave this world with nothing. So... The most important thing and purpose that you have on this earth is to serve God so that you can have eternal life and be with him in, in heaven one day when he decides to come and fetch us. Um, and then the second thing is that we have each other. That's the other most important thing that we have. And I was angry with God because he basically took my father away and I couldn't say goodbye. You know, this. I'm in the medical profession currently still and I am working really hard to st- have my own online business and just serve people serve um everybody because that's what god expects us expects of us is to serve each other and just be there for each other and um i was angry with him because he didn't allow me to say goodbye and i've seen so many people where i actually i'm a little bit jealous of the people that have cancer because their families get to say goodbye but for them as the individual that's going through the illness and that's having that's basically suffering from the illness it's not nice so in that regard i'm glad that my father didn't suffer in any case he wouldn't have done very well in a hospital he hates hospitals he used to hate hospitals and anything medical he was just like refusing to go so it's actually a good thing that he passed peacefully and quickly and he wasn't suffering in that sense of having an illness that takes forever and you don't know if you are going to recover from it or not but I never got to say goodbye and but I don't regret anything we had such a an amazing relationship Um, yes there were times we were fighting with each other which is normal but we always had an understanding where we stand with each other and he always said to me he looked at me and he said to me I'm so proud of you my child I'm so proud of what you've done with your life and your kids are such amazing kids so um yeah and that's because he had such a big influence in my life if it wasn't for him I don't actually know how I would have turned out as a person at the end of the day we are who we are because what we've learned from our parents and our environments and all of that so if there's something that you don't like about yourself, you can change it. It's something that you've learned from your environment and you can choose to change it. It's just a choice that you have to make. It's a decision that you are going to make today and say, this I don't like about myself and from today I'm going to start changing it. It's just one decision that you have to make. And um, yeah, so my father passed away and um, 
it's not easy. Like you never understand what it's like to lose somebody close to you until you go through it yourself, until you experience it yourself. And um, it's not been an easy journey and it's been like an emotional roller coaster where we cry a lot and then we laugh about things that happened and like I'm trying to not to cry now on this podcast because um, not on my first podcast I want to cry but I have to tell you this story so my father was um, a very intelligent person like above the normal average person he was an engineer and he grew up in a very rich family. They had like planes and horses and all of that. And you would think that because he did that, he would actually have the guts to start his own business and do like entrepreneurial stuff. But he grew up in a very abusive environment where his dad would always beat him. His mom would verbally abuse him. There were days where they wouldn't actually buy like warm clothes for him because they said he must go out and find a job and buy his own clothes which he did obviously because he didn't have a choice but imagine growing up in that environment your your family's got all this money and they basically hate you they don't give you any love and um it's just a miserable environment and there's so many rich people out there like a lot of the famous people the reason why they're going to drugs and alcohol abuse and all of that is because they they don't have an environment that's supportive and loving and um, they basically lack a relationship with God and because of that they are where they are and they make bad choices yes they've got the money but they're not happy so my whole mission is to help people realize what makes them truly happy in life and it all has to do with your mindset so I am a business and mindset coach and I want to help people to become the best version of themselves to find their true purpose of why they are here on earth God has given all of us talents and skills and he wants us to go out there and use it and serve each other with those skills. The thing is just that things have happened in your life that have stopped you believing in yourself and actually taking the risks and fear sets in. You become afraid of putting yourself out there and what will people think and what if I fail and what if it doesn't work and those are just all mindset patterns and habits that you have fallen into everything around us is so negative all the time the media people fighting cultures that don't get along and it's a choice that you make that you allow it to affect you it's a choice that you make on a daily basis and I wanted to tell you today encourage you today that you have a choice to not let be a victim of whatever has happened in your past and just to go out there and become the best version of yourself um look at it this way Say now you are 85 and you look back on your life and you have to tell your life story. Say now this big magazine company comes and they're like, oh, I would love to tell your story. Start from the beginning. What story are you going to tell them? What are you going to tell the world about what you did with your life? And that's exactly what's going to happen on Judgment Day when God comes. He's going to play your whole life out in front of you and he's going to ask you, so what have you done in your life? to serve me and to serve other people so it's so important to and money can't buy that it's something that you have to do out of love God loves us unconditionally that he's actually given us a free will to decide to do with our time what we want to do to decide what we want to do with our lives and he doesn't stop you if you make the wrong choices because he's given you free will and if you don't know how to go from here or what to do from here or the next step to take ask him to give you the guidance and the way um, I always say the biggest thing for me is that I want wisdom 
and I want insight. So I always pray and ask God, give me the wisdom, give me the insight so that I can serve people, the right people that you put on my path, that you want me to serve and just help me to give them the right things that they want to learn or need to learn that you want them to learn. So um, in any case, so what happened is my father... He made such a big impact in the engineering world that he was headhunted the last 10 years of his life. Companies will come and find him and ask him, please come and help us take our company um, from basically just breaking even or even um, losing money. And he took the companies within a year from the minuses up into profit margins, making profits and just changing everything around. That's the ability that he had. That's what he saw the potential in any company. You could have given him any company and he would have taken it from zero to a million very quickly. And or billions, basically. Some of the companies he worked for are billion rand companies. We live in South Africa and we earn rand, so billion rand companies. And what he did was he just changed the structures. He understood exactly the management and the structures of the companies and what he needed to change and things that he needed to change. But because of the way he grew up and the environment that he grew up in, he was a victim of that. And he never had the self-confidence and the courage to go out there and start his own business. So the one day I actually asked him, I was like, Dad, so... You've got all this knowledge and you make these other companies rich and (laughs) you basically, you have the skills and you've got the knowledge and you've got everything to start your own business. Why haven't you started your own business? And he said, the risk is just too big. I don't have the confidence to take that risk because I've got, we were five kids. So it's three, the three of us, my brother and my sister and me. And then we had two stepsisters or have two stepsisters. We don't see them at all, but um, he had five kids to take care of. So to put through school, to put through, through varsity, um, to pay medical bills, to pay for basically a lot of things. And um, he did it. He really did it. He served us so well as a family and he did take care of us so well as like, um, a whole family but he never had the confidence or the courage or the boldness to go out there and start his own business and I promise you if he did do it he would have had a billion dollar or billion rand company that he created but just because of it comes back down to the belief in yourself do you believe that you have the ability to create something even if you have the skills even if you have the knowledge even if you have the abilities to go out there and do it it comes down to a belief system that you have that do you believe to yourself that you are able to go out there and create it for yourself and that's that's my whole point of my business is that I want people to realize, yes, ta- starting your own bo- business is a risk. Yes, you, there's possibilities that you will fail. And you do fail. You always fail in business. You even fail in life. It doesn't like, there's no like um, set of rules that will take you from A to B in a straight line. It's all squiggly and things happen. And But that's how you learn in life. That's how you gain knowledge. That's how you gain skills. That's how you gain insight and wisdom is where you make mistakes and you learn from your mistakes and you carry on with life. So I want you to... One thing I learned from Brendan Bouchard is to embrace the struggle. Embrace the struggle of trying to reach your dreams and achieve things in your life that you want to achieve. Um, Because the struggle is what grows you as a person. There's always, God puts you in situations where you have to learn something. 
there's something that you have to learn in that situation where you are, in that struggle that you are having, in that thing that you are experiencing at the moment. There's something that you have to learn. And once you ask for help, your eyes will be open to the thing that you are supposed to learn, that aha moment, that insight that you need to gain. And then from there, you only start growing and moving out of that difficult situation that you are in. But I want you to realize it's a choice. It's a choice you make on a daily basis to basically move yourself from that difficult situation, making a decision and changing whatever is not serving you, a bad habit or bad decisions or a bad relationship, bad financial choices, whatever it is that you're struggling with, it's a choice. I want you to realize that it's a choice you make on a daily basis and you can change it. It just starts with you and a decision. Remember, you're one decision away. And um, I got that from my my new favorite, amazing, inspirational coach out there called Russell Brunson. His brand is, is basically built around you're just one funnel away. And he's created this amazing company called ClickFunnels. And I've just done his One Funnel Away Challenge. And it's been the most exhilarating, exciting thing I've done because I love a challenge. Challenges is what drives me. Um, I like something that's difficult. Yes, sometimes it can be frustrating if there's stuff that you get stuck on and you know it's not supposed to be so difficult, but you can't figure it out. But the whole challenge of pushing yourself to see what you can achieve, the abilities that you have, um, that's what drives me as a person. And I just wanted to say thank you, Russell. Thank you for putting yourself out there, for creating this amazing brand out there and for helping us to believe in ourselves that we're just one funnel away. And for me, you're just one decision away from changing your life. Remember, one decision away from changing your life in like eight, um, eight spectrums of things that are out there so I will be covering those eight spectrums um, over the podcasts and I will be sharing more stories as I go along of who I am what I do and why I create this life I just want people to realize that they've got talents and skills and God expects you to use those talents and skills to serve other people if you come at this and try to start your own business just to earn money you're going to fail you're definitely going to fail. It all comes down to serving, serving others, serving God, and just put yourself out there and serve freely, openly. And yeah, so that's me. Remember, one deci- you're one decision away from changing your life. Have a great day. Bye. Hey everyone, welcome to the God Driven Life podcast. It's Yvette speaking and you are here today because I want to share a bit of my story with you. So the reason why I am here creating this podcast and starting like an online business is because um, in 2017, I was just going back to work from maternity leave and I had this major, major, major guilt feeling of leaving my four-month-old baby with some stranger and she's very good with babies and amazing. She takes care of the babies very well, but I felt a little bit jealous, that like jealousy inside of you as a mom where you feel jealous of leaving your four-month-old baby with somebody else to take care of your child because you have to go back to work because of financial responsibilities. 
So, um, as you all know, and um, what I normally portray on my social media and my website and everything, is that my whole purpose is to serve God first. I'm a God-driven woman. I serve um, God first before anything else. Because at the end of the day, when we die and we leave this earth, we basically go um, either to hell or to the paradise where Jesus is. So, it's a big choice that we have. Um, God gives us free will and we have a choice to choose which way we want to go. But anyway, so I was I was going back in, I think it was April, just from maternity leave. And I felt this major, major like guilt feeling of why must I choose between my child and my work just because of financial responsibilities. So I made it my life's mission to find a way where I don't have to be stuck in a job where it's time constraint, where you basically have to be there from this time to that time, because that's what's required in order for you to have your salary and earn your salary. And for me, that just wasn't an option anymore. And um, yes, I'm still in a job currently where I work half day and I earn very good money with good benefits. And I'm not complaining about that. But the fact is that I just feel there's more to life and you don't have to choose between your kids and your and your work because um everything has to be balanced and i think with most of most of the problems today is that everything is out of balance people are so stressed at work because they have to finish things and um their bosses are on like on their cases all the time and it's just a stressful life that most people live and because of that they make bad health choices like eating bad foods um, they don't take care of their health they don't take care of the emotional side of their life they don't take care of their families as they normally would if they didn't have a time constraint being at a job that doesn't bring them joy why do you want to be at a place that doesn't bring you joy that's that's my meaning in life and that's how I see it so what I did was I prayed in that time and I said to God please give me something where I don't have to be at some place from this time to that time, just because that's what's required. I still want to earn money. I won't be, be one of those people just um, sitting at home doing nothing. I just, I can't see myself doing that either. Um, I think I will basically then become depressed because my brain needs activity. I need something that stimulates me. I need something that challenges me. And that's why I started doing some research and finding out things about, um, what can I do online or what type of business can I start from home? And it's amazing. Within two days of doing that, I actually came across um, somebody in my Facebook news feed. And it was the most amazing story that I've read. I resonated completely with her because her whole story also falls that she was my first coach. So what happens? what happened to her was that she also dropped a child off at nursery and her child was crying and screaming and like, mommy, where are you going? And she felt so, so, so guilty of leaving her child with this stranger and her child is crying for her, just wants to be with her. But because of financial responsibilities, you have to be at work. And her boss was treating her like she doesn't even matter and it's just almost like he owned her. And that's one thing I have a problem with these days in the corporate world or like a normal job world is that the bosses treat their employees as though they are 
um, owned by the employer. And it's not the way it's supposed to be. Um, Brendan Burchard did some studies and he says 80% of the time why people leave a job is because of other people they work with. It's not because of the money or the type, the type of job they are doing. It's because of how they are treated with the, um, by the people around them, how people around them treat them. And um, I can actually relate to that. It's I know like if you work you there's going to be some um, shoulder rubbing and people not getting along that's normal but if it's all the time and people try to control you that's one thing I hate if people try to control me and try to change my viewpoint to theirs and I absolutely don't agree with their viewpoint I'm not going to I'm very stubborn that way. I won't agree with you. I will just tell you I refuse to agree with you. Even if it starts an argument, that's how I am. And it's just because I've got like very strong opinions and certain things the way I see it. And if it doesn't make sense to me in my head, then especially if it comes to my personal life and my kids and um, if they tell me, no, you can't take care of your kids, we can't find somebody in your place because um, there is nobody to work for you. Things like that frustrate me because my kids come first. If I have to choose between my job and my kids, I'll always choose my kids first because that's the most important thing to me in my life. Some people are workaholics, so they would rather choose their job above their kids. That's fine if that's you. Um, But for me, what's important to me is family life, is the relationships you have with your kids, is the relationship you have with your partner. That's more valuable to me as a person than just a job that pays your monthly bills. Then I'd rather go out there, find something amazing where I can start my own business. Yes, it's more difficult to start your own business. Yes, there are things that you have to break through, barriers, mindset barriers, um, tech barriers, skills barriers, anything that you need to learn to start your own online business or any business. There's skills that you need to learn. There's mindset stuff that you have to break, th- have to ba- break through in order to be successful but that all comes with the territory and it's a decision that you have to make so um yeah so that's just a little bit of my backstory background story and um so that basically has put me on this path for the last two years to work on my mindset to work on my beliefs to work on skill sets that I don't have and I I was basically learning how to do everything online all the software products that's out there and um, I did quite a lot I did some marketing training I did copywriting training I did coaching basically did coaching with a couple of um, coaches I won a course where they show you how to launch your new product online so there's so much stuff out there that will help you to start your own online business it's just where you have to make the decision if if you want anything to change in your life like I really don't want to be stuck in a job where people tell me that I can't take care of my kids. Um, that just doesn't work for me at all. And that's what has been my driving force behind starting my own business and going into coaching. And um, yeah, so um, I am almost there. I have a couple of clients already, but I've just come across an amazing program that has pushed me beyond my my abilities that I thought I had which just basically again as a mindset thing I basically showed myself that I can if I push myself achieve something within a shorter period of time than what I thought previously 
It all comes down to a decision. It all comes down to a mindset that you have. And if any of you are out there and you are having these blocks of not being able to move yourself or move the needle forward and change your life, it is possible. If I can do it, you can do it. It's just a choice that you have to make. Life is about a series of choices and whatever you choose has consequences. So if you are not happy in your job, but you decide to stay there that's a choice so you have to live with the consequences of your boss always being mean to you and um, you're not being happy 100% of the time and always being said no you can't take leave when you want to take leave things like that there's always the consequences of a decision that you make whereas you choose to start a business yes there's all these difficult parts of starting your own business but the thing is, it gives you complete control of your life and your time and whatever you decide to do with your life. And my whole thing is the reason why I decided to go into coaching and online business and all of that is because I want to work fewer hours and I want to still earn double, triple what I earn now and still get to spend time with my kids. I don't want to miss out on any amazing times in their lives, like if they do sports days or if they do like some competition or whatever it is, I don't want to miss out on that because that is what life is all about. I shared yesterday that my father passed away last year, April on the 28th, and it's almost that anniversary. And because of that, um, it just opened my eyes again at how short life is and how important it is to have relationships with each other, where you build experiences, you create experiences in your life um, where you spend quality time with each other and that for me is more important than just having a job that pays a salary so I'm working at building my job and building my business and um, I think I've nailed it so far <laughs> um, we'll see what the results show now when I run my my new funnel with the funnel away one funnel away challenge that I did so I'm very very excited about it I can't wait to see what the results are going to be and I will share with you how it goes but um, I just wanted to share a few tips with you today as well. That, that's just my story that I shared. And some of the things I did to change my mindset and shift the way I see things and the way um, I basically, what I've been taught throughout my life. So we are born with blank brains. We aren't born with already preconceived ideas in our heads. That's not how life works. So whatever you know and whatever you've learned has come from your direct environment. So from your parents, your grandparents, your teachers, your community, your church, everyone around you, whatever your beliefs are now about life has come from your direct environment. So um, if there's something that doesn't serve you specifically, it means that um, say you are scared to talk in front of people that decision to not talk in front of people has come from somewhere and what you need to do is from there is to go back into your history and see where does it come from a lot of women struggle with weight loss and they always say that oh you look disgusting or you look fat or um just you say these mean things to yourself in your head and where has it come from and usually when you go back in time, it usually is within the first seven years of your life where something has happened as a child. Remember, kids are like sponges. They pick up everything and every little thing that they hear and see. They pick it up and they store it somewhere in their brains. 
and from that you form the story in your own head of um, your I'm fat and because of that what happens our brains are so powerful that whatever you're you're saying to yourself on a subconscious level so you've got the conscious level and then the subconscious level so those stories have been imprinted on your subconscious level which is when you sleep that subconscious level comes alive and that's what takes over and that causes your dreams and all of that um so the subconscious level of of being basically is where all your experiences that you've had in your life get stored so whatever you've seen as a child whatever you heard as a child and whatever you've experienced in your life where people maybe have hurt you or somebody said something mean to you um, anything like that is that's where it gets stored in your brain and from there you make decisions throughout your life because of those stored memories that you have so one uh, one thing I can share with you when I was about six years old, five, six years old, we did gymnastics, my sister and I. And I remember the one day the coach said to me, why are you so fat? And to this day, as a child, I can still picture in my mind where I was standing in front of this woman and she said that to me. It's like, why are you so fat? Do you eat a lot of bread? Um, and it's something that you'll never forget. And it's amazing. It's always those like traumatic experiences or something that was so so amazing that you actually remember and that one thing has basically affected me my whole life that I didn't have confidence to wear certain things because I always felt fat and um, it's amazing how that one thing that somebody says to you has such a major impact on the rest of your life and you just have to become aware of where has it come from and you have to disassociate from that and change it into a new belief system. So since then, what I've done is I still eat whatever I want. I still eat bread. I still eat chocolates. I still eat ice cream, whatever. But I just say to myself, you look amazing. You are, look like a hundred thousand million dollars, whatever you want to call it. You look like a million dollars in whatever I wear. And I always get compliments from people because that's what I say to myself. So you attract that also. When, whenever you have a positive attitude, you attract more positivity into your life. Um, and that principle also comes from the Bible. What you sow, you will reap. So when you sow um, positivity and you sow compliments and you sow just amazing things, it will always come back to you. And not just like once or twice. It comes back tenfold, thirtyfold, a hundredfold because that's how God made it. And that's how he blesses us on a daily basis. So... I want you to go and think on that. What is one thing you have been struggling with for quite a while and you are struggling to get over it? And I want you to go back in time and see where does it come from? What happened to you in your life that you feel this way? Everything is based on emotion and everything that we do and decisions we make, we attach emotion to it. And because of the emotion that we've attached to it, we make decisions based on those emotions. So like I said, I felt so um, attacked by that person that said to me, why are you so fat? Do you eat a lot of bread? And you feel so like at, at the age of six years old, I mean, really, as a child, we're still developing at six years old and you still like your body gets formed certain ways. And it also can be genetic sometimes, you know. So, um, but as a child, I remember that it had such a major impact on me. Um, I can't remember exactly the feelings I had, but I remember the story and I remember that picture like like it happened yesterday in my brain so 
I want you to go and find out what it was, disassociate with it and write, rewrite a new story that you can start telling on your subconscious level to yourself. On that note, I will speak to you soon. Bye. Hey everyone, welcome back to the God Driven Life podcast. It's Yvette here and I just wanted to come on today and share some interesting thoughts with you. So we all have eight areas of needs that we need to fulfill in our life and a lot of people only focus on certain ones and it's so important to go back, reevaluate your life and see where are you lacking in fulfilling those needs for yourself so you can call it needs you can call it desires um, things that will make you feel good about yourself things that will fulfill you in life so the eight areas are your spiritual life your financial life your vocational life your personal life your social life your physical life your charitable life and the last one is your mindset life. So those are the eight areas that you need to go and basically see what you can change or what can you do differently that will bring about happiness or joy or whatever fulfills you in life in those areas. So over the next eight days, I will be covering one at a time. So today I will be covering your spiritual life. So this is for me the most important thing, like if you have listened to my other episodes, you would know that my first and foremost biggest goal is to serve God. Um, I am not one of those woo-woo people that believe in the universe and that's all like very fairy, airy, fairy tale to me. The Bible is real, it's a history book, it's stuff that really happened in the past. Some people see it as stories and it makes me actually very angry when they teach kids that it's a Bible story. It's actually history, you, you're teaching them something that has happened in the past. And there are, in Israel, there are places that it's actually proven that Jesus was there. So if you don't believe it, go on a trip to Israel and go and see exactly what you can find there. Um, for me, the, the most important thing is to serve God first above everything else you do. God says, seek me and my kingdom first and everything else will be given unto you. So whatever you do in your life, um, it's so important to have a relationship with God because we come into this world with nothing. And when you die, you leave with nothing. You can't take any of your earthly possessions with you. You can't take your family with you. It's only you and your spirit and the relationship that you've had with God. So what are you doing? Do you have a relationship with him? Are you open to him about your failures, the f mistakes you've made. He's such a loving God that despite whatever you've done in your past, if you seriously repent and you say, God, I'm sorry for everything I've done, forgive my sins. He truly does. He loves us so much that he truly forgives everything that we've done wrong in the past. Um, God, for some reason, <laughs> we as humans don't even deserve to be with him um, because I think there's so many things going on in this world that is so negative and so 
downright just evil that if it was me, I would have killed the human race long ago. But he's, he loves us so much that he hasn't made that decision as yet. And he wants us to find him. He wants us to go after him. And he's given us free will. He's given us free will to choose to follow him or not follow him. And despite that, he still loves us. Despite everything, he still loves us. So you have a choice. You have a choice to make of where you stand with him. If you don't believe in him, I urge you today to go and start reading the Bible. Start doing some research. And if still then you don't want to believe in him, fine, that's your choice. But first, don't just give your opinion and then say, yo, I didn't even do any research. I didn't read the Bible. I don't care, whatever. That's on you. It's a choice you've made. So I want you to go and read your Bible. Find out what who God is. There are so many things online. Google these days. You can Google anything. Go and Google people that have had near-death experiences. You will see that more, of, more or less their stories start similarly. Just go and have a listen to it and see what people say. Maybe reach out to them and say, how did you experience this? Why did you experience this? Can you explain it to me better that I understand it better? So start asking questions. Don't just go through life with blinkers on and just accept everything the way it is. Because I think for me, um, if somebody had to ask me, why do you believe in God? What if there isn't a God? At the end of the day, I would be able to say that... If there's no God, and I followed this whole route of following God, at least I would have done things right. Because if you follow the Bible and you follow God, He gives you the guidelines. He gives you everything that you need um, to be a Christian and how to treat other people, how to be as a person. Everything is in the Bible. So if it doesn't exist, I wouldn't have lost anything because I would have served people. I would have been an, a good person. I would have done good things. But on the other spectrum of this whole discussion, if he is there, which I believe he is, he definitely does exist, but a lot of people don't, he's there and you decided not to follow him and to not do what he expects of us, us to do, to not follow the Bible, then you end up on the other side and where are you going? Where are you going to land up? Where are you going to be? something to think about and he's going to basically portray your whole life in a movie scene in front of you and he's going to ask you why did you do that why did you do that why did you do that and he's the only judge that can judge your mistakes he's the only one that's allowed to be judgmental towards what you've done and what you haven't done right so it's so important to make sure I'm very afraid. That's like my biggest thing. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid um, to be hated by people on earth. I'm not afraid to be judged by people on earth. I am afraid to not be accepted by God, to be with him one day in paradise. That's my biggest fear is to not be accepted by him because I haven't done enough or I haven't done the right things to be with him one day. So it's something for you to think about, some food for thought. Go out there, go and research God, see what you can find. And um, there's so many things in my life that has happened that it's already proven to me that he does exist, that he is there. For instance, when I started on my, uh, my entrepreneurial journey, I came across amazing people that are amazing coaches, but they all 
spoke about the universe and the universe this and the universe that and meditation and all of this weird things which I have done enough research to know that a lot of the um, the, the eastern medicines and treatments and all of that is very interlinked with Satanism and how Satan affects us. If you don't believe me go and do some research you'll be amazed at what you find. So that's one of the biggest thing that, things that held me back to move forward in my business is because everybody spoke about the universe and all of those things. I'm not judging them at all. It just doesn't work for me as a Christian and somebody that serves God. So I turned to God and I said, please, God, please send me somebody that is following you, that's doing your work. And that's also a coach that's making a big impact in the world. And um, within the group, the coach that I joined the program for who follows the universe there was a group of people um, in one of the groups that she's also a part of that I'm a part of as well and these ladies started discussing the same topic two days later after I've prayed to God these ladies started discussing the same topic and lo and behold these ladies shared a book of a person called Danny Johnson she's an American entrepreneur she's well like famous in America if you don't know her search her Danny Johnson D-A-N-I Johnson she is such an amazing person she's got so much love for people and her biggest thing as well is that she serves God first she serves God's first above and before anything else and that's what I love about her and that's why I was attracted to her in the first place is because she puts God first and her book that i that the people discussed in the group was Spirit-Driven Success. And what she does is she explains how we all have talents and skills that we are supposed to use and serve each other with. So go out there, go buy her book, Spirit-Driven Success by Danny Johnson. And she takes out passages from the Bible that explains everything that she does. And I actually went and I double-checked with my Bible if these verses are right, correct, according to what the Bible says, and it was 100% spot on. So I urge you today, open your mind, open your eyes, don't just go through life with blinkers on, seriously. <laughs> um, there's so much out there. I always used to think that I was like very aware of my surroundings, very aware of what happens in my life, but I realized that I was actually living with blinkers on and I was just going through life reacting to everybody's things and reacting to my emotions and just getting angry for little things that are so pointless and so insignificant, but it affects your life so much. So I urge you, build a relationship with God. If it doesn't work for you, please come back and tell me why it hasn't worked for you. Because everybody that finds God is truly happy within themselves. It's like this happiness you can't explain. It's because you've got this amazing relationship with a being that you can't see. But you know he's there because you can feel his love that's always surrounding you and always protecting you and always looking out for you. So on that note, have a great day and I will chat to you tomorrow with number two, which is personal growth or the personal need that you need. And I will discuss that in tomorrow's podcast. Have a great day. Cheers.
Hey everyone, welcome back to the God Driven Life. So this is day two of the eight days of holistic living and happiness basically. So today I decided to discuss personal growth. So this all has to do with your personal relationships like your partner, like your husband or your wife um, or your fiance or your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever you have at the moment. How are your relationships with them? And then um, how are your relationships with your kids? It's so, so, so vitally important to focus on that first before anything else. So God has a structure in his way of how he structured things. And he wants us to first serve him. Then it's your, your partner. Then it's you. Then it's your kids. And then it's like your job and everything else and all the rest. So if you have a relationship that is not working and you are always unhappy and fighting with each other or something's not working out, it stems from things that you saw as a child. Remember in my previous um, podcast, I was actually saying that we were born with blank brains. So whatever you know and whatever you do and whatever you act every single day and how you react to situations is what you've learned from your environment. So whatever you've learned from, so whatever you saw, whatever you heard and whatever you experienced in your immediate environment is how you are acting and basically reacting to things and situations. So if you don't have a have like a respectful relationship um, or a relationship where people actually come and they say, wow, you're such an amazing couple. I wish we could be like you or relationship goals or whatever they say. Then um, there's obviously something missing. So I want you to go back and go and figure out what did you see as a child growing up? How did your parents treat each other? Or did you come from a single home where you, you were raised by a single parent? Or um, were your parents always fighting with each other? They just like, it's like they were hating, they just basically hated each other for everything and anything that the other one said. Did you grow up in an abusive relationship with one of your parents basically abusing you? Um, it all depends on what you saw, what you heard, and what you experienced as a child. And remember, kids are like sponges, and the saying of, you're just like your mom or um, I don't want to be like my parents, but that's exactly what you do. You model exactly what they did because that is what you saw as a child. That is what you heard as a child and that's what you experienced as a child. So not uh, so it's not always um, maybe some, maybe your parents loved each other and they've been together for so many years and they're such an amazing example as parents. But maybe you had a bad experience with a boyfriend or a girlfriend where they cheated on you or... They maybe, maybe verbally abused you or maybe physically abused you or whatever it was. And they imprinted that scar on you as a person. Remember, we are not just a, a body. We are a body, we are a soul, and we have a spirit. So it's a three-part person where that is what makes you you. So our body is our physical body, and then we have our soul, which is your personality, exactly who you are as a person. Um, and then your spirit is the connection that you have with God. 
So in the beginning of the Bible, with Adam and Eve, when they committed basically the biggest crime for humanity, to eat the apple that they're not supposed to be actually have eaten, and they had this direct connection with God, which is our spirit part. Um, they were able to directly speak to God because of the spirit being still connected. So our spirits are still connected with God in the sense of he sent, he basically then um, sent the Holy Spirit to be a part of our lives as well. So that's an extra part, but you ha you can only attain the Holy Spirit through um, being reborn um, or having the um, apostles lay their hands on your head and you actually become you basically get the Holy Spirit so in the Bible there's a couple of places in the Bible that you can read um, about how the Holy Spirit was given to people and one of those ways was um, just after Jesus died the apostles were having a meeting and they had like this fire on their heads and that's how they received the Holy Spirit so it's so important to just make sure that you understand the difference between those ones I'm not going to go into too much detail about that. That will be an episode for another day. But the point I'm trying to make is that we are not just a physical being. We have a soul and we have a spirit. And whatever you do, it's a trifecta. Everything is affected in your life. It's those three parts that is actually affected. So if somebody physically abuses you, your body gets hurt, your emotions excuse me, your emotions and your spiritual side gets, basically gets um, damaged in certain ways. It's maybe not a big scar or a big like thing always to worry about, but it makes such a big impact on you as a person and it affects other decisions you make in your future because of what you've experienced it's just how God created us we've been designed whatever you ex experienced um, growing up or whatever stage you experience something in your life that has such a major effect on you as a person so one of my personal stories I'm going to tell you is I was about five six years old when my parents got divorced and I remember vividly in my mind as I was sitting on a bed and I saw my father packing his bags and leaving. Obviously as a child you don't understand what's going on but you know something is going on. And I remember that memory. I actually have a picture in my brain where I can see it happening. Where my father left and he was gone. Um, and then... All of a sudden, this other man appeared, which is my father as well, um, who has passed on. He raised us, and he was such an amazing example as a person. For instance, he was abused as a child, verbally, physically, anything that you can think of. But I, I think God just loved him so much to give him the wisdom and the knowledge already from a young age as a child um, that he must change his ways. I think he, <laughs> my parents always used to say that I was um, very cheeky and always going against everything they did. But I guess I just learned it from them because that's exactly how my father was. He was like a real rebel and he just said, I'm not going to be like that. And I can really say that he never ever laid a hand on us ever in his life. I never got a smack from him. I never got a hiding from him. He would just look at you in a certain way and then you just know, okay, he's being serious and you must stop your nonsense. So um, my point is that 
you don't have to be in a relationship that you don't want to be in. Say you are married with kids. I'm not saying go now and get divorced. There's obviously something going on that is causing you to react the way that you do. And the thing is, you can't fix conflict with conflict. If you are going to get angry at every little small thing that affects your life, then obviously your husband is going to also start being defensive and defending himself. Or the other way around, if you as a husband always defend yourself and always just see yourself as right and you don't ever compromise and hear what your wife has to say, then obviously she's going to become defensive. So what I'm urging you to do today is change the way you react to certain situations. Obviously we can't choose every situation that comes along. And I always say if you don't fight in your marriage, then something is like dramatically wrong. Like there's no relationship that's perfect ever. And I can say that about my relationship. My husband and I fight about silly little things sometimes, but it's normal. It's just because we don't always agree upon everything, which is like normal because it's two individuals that now all of a sudden has to join their lives and everything has to be together and you have kids together and now you come from two total different families For instance, my husband grew up in a family where he had an opinion. If he could explain to his mom why he saw the things the way he saw it, then she would say, okay, it's fine. Then I won't give you a hiding. Where with me, I grew up not having an opinion. I wasn't allowed to say anything. It was just said, that's how it is. You're going to get a hiding now. You got a hiding. No explanation why you got the hiding. That's just how it is. Full stop. So... I also didn't always agree with the way my parents raised us um, because I think that's where you break down your, your, your child's confidence. If they are not allowed to have an opinion and um, you don't even give them a chance to hear how they see the situation and how they per- perceive what maybe was right to them in their view of being a child – then you break down their confidence because you force whatever you believe and whatever you feel onto them and they have no choice in the matter, basically. So I hope it makes sense what I'm trying to say. Um, I want you to go and think on what happened to you as a child or what happened to you in a relationship as you were growing up that's causing you to react and act the way that you do. Remember, if you have kids, you are the example that they see so rather make the decision to change the way you act and react in front of your kids don't fight with your partner or your husband or your fiance in front of the kids I know it's not always easy because we always want to defend ourselves and we always want to feel like we are right but it makes a better person of you to say okay let me take a step back let me see what am I doing that's causing my partner to react the way that they are do that they do? What am I doing wrong in the sense of your reaction to a situation? How can I change that reaction to okay, I don't agree with the situation, but how can I deal with it in a different way that it doesn't come across as aggressive or attacking this your partner or your husband or your fiance? So what can you do differently from your side to not escalate 
the tension, but rather to disarm the tension and open up and give them a chance to say how they feel, to give their, their viewpoint and basically open a discussion for or a platform where you can just have this respect for each other, where you can honor each other, where you can truly love each other, even if you disagree upon certain things. Um, I know it's like a, a very big thing, but you are the example to your kids. They model exactly what you do. And I've seen it with my own kids. They do exactly what you do. Um, so it's so important to set the example. And then if you have a child that you always struggle with or that you basically... You always feel like that's your problem child. My mom always used to say to people, yeah, that Yvette is her problem child. And it always upset me so much because it wasn't, um, yes, maybe the way I reacted to situations wasn't right because um, that's not what my mom wanted me to do. But I also didn't agree to the way she reacted to the situation and the way she treated me in front of people and just like brushing off what I felt and what was important to me and my emotions and that's why I was cheeky that's why I reacted the way I did because I felt disregarded I felt like I wasn't important my viewpoint of how I saw things wasn't important because they forced their views on me and that's one thing I learned from from my childhood is when you grow up is to start having an opinion and the way you react to bring forth your opinion is very important because um, you don't want to be attack like aggressive and attack the person. It's so um, it's important to figure out like the balance how you react to situations and how you communicate what you are trying to communicate to the people around you, especially your loved ones, especially like your close 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 people, like your husband, your mom, your dad and your kids. It's very, very important to get those boundaries set right so that you can have an amazing relationship with them, that you can have that respect with each other and say how you feel and not feel like you are being judged or disregarded or disrespected because they're forcing their views on you. So it's something to ponder on. Um, it's really, again, it's just a decision you have to make. Yes, I know sometimes decisions are hard to make, um, but if you're in a, like a very abusive relationship where you are emotionally abused, you are physically abused, whatever it is, I want you to go and see somebody. Go see a psychologist, go see a psychiatrist that they can help you just maybe see a different perspective. Sometimes we just need somebody else's viewpoint, somebody else's perspective to help us out of a situation because we are so blinded by whatever has happened in our lives and we've just basically accepted that. And whatever you've experienced and you accept that other person's views onto you and you just accept it and just you see it as like, oh, that's just how it's supposed to be. And it's not supposed to be that like that. So go find help. Don't be in a relationship where you feel stuck and you feel like you can't get out. But you still love this person. Find help. Go and search for help. 
they will be able to help you. These people have been qualified. They know how to assess you. They know how to help you in that situation. And just go out there and find help. Remember, you're just one decision away from changing your life. So tomorrow I will be coming to sharing day three of the eight-part series. So please join me tomorrow and I'll chat to you then. Cheers.